It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hey, I wanted to talk about something that a lot of people may not see the the uh, direct connection, but uh, just wanted to talk about hormone therapy, right? And so, uh, as some of you guys know, I am 56 years old, and uh, as we get older, uh, no surprise there, we have these biological changes. And for the most part, it's no big deal. I take that back. You know, I take that back. It's a big deal, man. I just, it's a gradual change. And so what happens for us guys, we lose our, our energy. Uh, obviously, our sex drive drops way down. Our ability to focus, our stamina, all the stuff is affected. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, if you're still running and gunning, and you want to have the energy and vitality, then you may need to increase your testosterone. And you can do that uh, over the counter. There are some products available. In fact, I'll, I'll, uh, I use uh, uh, this product by Weeder. I'll put it in the show notes if that's of interest to you. And then, and in some cases, you can go to a doctor, and it's very inexpensive. Uh, you can supplement your testosterone with uh, actual uh, injections, which are fairly, I think, very, very painless and give you instant results. So uh, you don't need to do both, but what I did is I, I supplemented with this over-the-counter product, and it worked really good for me for about a year, and then I started using injections. And so it's about keeping that energy at a certain level, right? We're not talking about mega dosing. We're talking about a very little dose to keep you at peak performance levels. And I think the same thing for women who are of a certain age who are maybe going through a change with their estrogen level. Uh, you know, women have hot flashes and they'll sometimes uh, also lose energy and, and other things. So I don't know that much about estrogen, so I'm not going to talk about it that much. But if you are a male and you're an entrepreneur and you are wondering, you know, why it takes you a pot of coffee to get going, uh, you know, obviously you need to check your sleep, but also check your testosterone level. You'd be surprised how many of us have a terrible or very low testosterone level, and therefore it affects our entire body, our entire business. It affects everything. And so it's very, very important to make sure that uh, everything's firing on all cylinders. And you know what? Maybe if, we, if you're retired and you don't need to be running and gunning, that's great. Maybe this is not for you. But I have uh, five adult children. Uh, we have one grandchild. We have another grandchild on the way. I have a thriving business. I still travel. I, I, do, uh, I work out every day. I need the added benefits of 
having testosterone at a certain level uh, just to just to keep up with everything I'm trying to achieve. All right, let's jump into it. The quote of the day, obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. And that is by Michael Jordan. All right, on the show today, I am being joined by Fong Yuen Tran. She's the author of Competing with Giants. Uh, she's also the deputy CEO of THP Beverage Group, a leading beverage company in Vietnam that has founded that was founded by her father. She is responsible for the company's marketing, public relations, and CSR programs nationally across Vietnam's 63 provinces. She's also THP's international marketing program across 16 countries where THP products are distributed, including China and Canada. Fong. Yuen Tran, welcome to Money for Lunch. Thank you so much for a great introduction. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, you're also, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you've been talking a lot about your book, Competing with Giants. And I want to ask you, um, what was the inspiration behind writing your book? Um, I think very simple question I've been asking myself is if it's not me, who else? <laughs> and uh, the answer that has been pushing me that I need to do something, and if I have a story that can inspire others to make the impossible become possible for them, why I don't do it now? And others can do a lot of things and make the impossible become possible. I love that. I love that. I was watching a video of yours, and you talked about your father quite a bit. So, so tell the audience how your father uh, has uh, inspired you to do, as you said, do the impossible. Talk a little bit about your dad. Uh, so in a short way to describe about my father, I will say that orphanage, betrayal, failures, make billionaires. So those things happen in his life. I think he's always look at it in a positive way that can help him to take action, help him to make things happen. So my father um, was sent to orphanage uh, at the age of nine since um, his mother passed away by a car accident. So he gotcha. stayed in uh, orphanage for five years. So once he come out and um, he doesn't know much in Vietnamese because he was trained in French at the orphanage. And he had oh my to start goodness. everything. Yeah, he, he needs to start everything from zero at the age of 15 uh, to study mathematics and um, litera um, literatures and all the things in Vietnamese again. So within one year, he needs to study like 10 years of other people so that he can catch up. And after 365 days, he gets the award, the best student of the school. Wow. So that is how he has been very dis disciplined of himself to make things happen. So his business, um, after getting married, 
he almost start everything back from zero by four chopsticks, two bones. And that is how my parents start after they get married because of the um, disagreement uh, and misalignment between parents and children. So that's how he has to start everything from zero. And gotcha. right now, yeah, so um, right now, after 1994 is when U.S. lifted sanctions for Vietnam. So one more time, he start everything zero again. So wow. he needs to buy a machine, um, like from a scrap of a state-owned company, which is um, Saigon Gear. And everybody told him that he's crazy because that machine is scrap and nobody can rebuild it. And after two years, he proved to own the engineer and mechanic that is possible. So he make it run like 80% of the design capacity. And that wow. is how we start with the lowest cost. Yes. That's a and great right story. We, yeah, so right now we already produce um, more than a billion liter beverage per year. And uh, we become number one in um, good for health beverage in Vietnam. So gotcha. um, that is how he has been, my father proven that he has been very disciplined. And he want to make things happen and everything will be possible if he's not give up. Man, that's extraordinary. Okay, so so so... He goes into an orphanage at the age of nine. He comes out of the orphanage around the age of 15. Uh, yes. And, and so at the age of 15, where, does, where is he living at? I mean, is he, does he have a, a job? Is he living on the street? I mean, you're talking about he's going to school. Is this a school that, that also gives him a place to sleep and eat? Talk, where is he at at the age oh, of 15? Actually, uh, he's come from a very, very wealthy family. Okay. And the reason that he needs to stay in orphanage is because the tragedy in the family that his stepbrother proved that he is not the son of his mother so that he cannot uh, get all the inheritance. Gotcha. So in, in the concern that he's going to be killed, so my grandfather have to let him stay in the orphanage. I see. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So wow. After, yeah. So after five years and um, and he feel that he's big enough that he can uh, protect himself. So that is how like uh, he come out and stay with um, my grandfather, which is his um, father, and the gap of like my grandfather and my father is about 50 years old so that's why um, my grandfather think that my grandfather cannot protect his son so his solution is put him in the orphanage yes wow what an interesting story it, it, it's it's almost like uh, that right there is almost like a you know I would call it a, a book or a movie right there that's that's extraordinary okay so so here it is your dad gets this uh obviously as you mentioned he started over not once not twice but sounds like three times maybe even four times and yeah and, and he's got this 
he has obviously uh, your father has this relentless uh, motivation to succeed and he buys this beverage machine uh, a broken beverage machine uh, re uh, fixes it and that's how he starts his company yes that's how we start THB uh, since 1994 wow okay that's fantastic so let's talk about this because uh, you know th there are uh, challenges uh, for women here in the United States. There are, you know, uh, challenges, uh, obviously, for women in, in, uh, in different parts of the world. So what are some of the biggest challenges women face in business um, that a man at the top has the power to change? Talk about some of these things. Uh, so I think one of the very interesting culture um, between U.S. and Vietnam is in Vietnam, man is the king. So um, in any family, if there is no son, that is very like high pressure of the wife in the family because gotcha. like they got all kind of uh, saying like you must do something really bad. That's why you don't have the son because <laughs> the son carries the name of the family. Gotcha. So, like, a lot of families fell falling apart because, like, uh, the husband thing, like, there is nobody have carried the name for the next generation. Why, why in U.S., like, women treat like a princess because, like, men need to care, um, understand, and men will be, um, like, Everything is women will have higher priorities, which is not happening in Vietnam. Gotcha. Wow. And so how was your I father? Oh, go ahead. Please. I was going to say, how did your father help you with this, with this uh, overcoming this culture? So I, I uh, that is exactly what I have to say. I, I find that I'm very lucky. And I, I think that lucky is not enough to express. I think it's a blessing. Um, my father is the only son in the family, even there's a stepbrother on my grandmother's side. But for my grandfather's side, he, um, he is the only son. But uh, my father is very open. And to him, any person who can deliver result, either that person is male or female, it doesn't matter. So he gave me full of freedom, what I would like to choose, either to be a leader in the organization, any organization, not THB, or become the housewife. That's my choice. Right. Yeah, so I find that even uh, he will have no say about like whether I should get married and, and uh, provide to him any children so that we have next generation or not. That's not important. So he allowed us, I mean like daughters, uh, my, my sister also worked with us in the company. She's in charge of HR and finance. Uh, so for my father, anyone who can produce results, which will be good for him. So my um, brother opened his own business 
and uh, doing something else not related to um, THP at all. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that is uh, an interesting culture change or mindset there. Um, that uh, you know that may, again makes your dad rather unique. Not only does he have this very um, I want to say this gift of being able to start over again, being tenacious, but he also is, like you said, open-minded, that he wasn't stuck uh, in the uh, culture norms there, uh, that the the women uh, have a certain uh, duty or role and, and the men have a certain duty and role. Uh, he was open to allowing anybody who is willing to work hard and, and believe in themselves, he's willing to give them a chance. Yes, and... Um that also helped THP uh, where we find that woman is, uh, in Vietnam, woman is more stable and loyal. So in uh, management and uh, supervisor level, we have more than 30% are female. And do you by chance know how does that compare uh, to uh, the culture here in America? Um, the, the, the women in, let's say, high power situations in the United States compare with uh, the women in Southeast Asia? Um, in, in Southeast Asia or especially in Vietnam, I find that um, part of the history during the war, so women uh, already start working since the men is um, in the army. So women always have the sense like they need to take care of the health um, and the family. So that's why part of that, so also like thanks to part of the history. So that's why women at work in Vietnam is almost about 40% in the leader position right now. Wow. Okay. So also a, a surprising, but even so, the society expectation on them still like family, um, even if like if the husband does something wrong, for example, like he has mistress, so the first person they will blame is the woman. Really? Yeah, because they think that home is taken care by women, not by men. Interesting. So if the man has a mistress, they're going to blame the woman? They will believe that there's something happened with the wife or the wife doesn't fulfill enough roles of the wife or the man. So that's why he has mistress. Gotcha. You know, which is interesting to me because you mentioned about the, uh, the French orphanage. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, that is very much uh, a French culture as well, right? There's a... Uh, you know, when, I, when I've read about French history, uh, it was very, you know, if a Frenchman had a mistress, which was common, sometimes uh, or a lot of times the woman would be blamed for his wrongdoing. Oh, yeah. I haven't thought of it, but that's, that's also a very interesting idea. <laughs> Oh, the, you know, the Vietnam, a lot of people don't know this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but the Vietnam, or, or yeah, uh, the Vietnamese people or Vietnam culture at, at one point was 
influenced quite a bit by the French, correct? Yes, exactly. So my father's generation, most uh, majority can speak French. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, let me ask you this, because here you are. The book, again, I want to mention the book. It's called Competing with Giants. And um, the author uh, is Fong Uwen Tran. And, uh, uh, and I'm going to put, put it in the show notes as well. So when you um, – what can people learn – from your book, Competing with Giants. If I own a company, and, and, and what am I going to learn from your book? Um, thank you for this question. So um, if you ask me like about six months ago, I think the, the most outstanding story that I will talk about is about marketing, about 4Ps, um, and the story that is inspired other people. But recently, I heard a lot of feedback about they learn a lot about Vietnam and Southeast Asia. Um, they learn about the culture, even for um, expats who come to Vietnam and the person who invests in Vietnam. They also told me that I wish I read your book earlier because there is a lot of insight about Vietnamese that people can learn from. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I think that's outstanding. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, I, the, 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 one, the, the, the thing that I would like to, um, the, the main reason that I, um, share and I write the book is that is a real experience that it cost us like hundreds of millions, uh, to, to have all the thing that we write about the, um, sellers and the good case study about brand building and uh, a lot of things related to marketing um, that I think is, is important for uh, small business, medium business, or how a local company can gain their confidence to win over uh, a lot of giants or multinational companies. I like that. Now, something that uh, that that I found interesting. I, something I, I want you to talk about, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that y your company was offered. Uh, uh, I, I think it was by Coca-Cola, but I could be wrong. But you had a big offer uh, from a big company, and you guys turned it down. Is that right? Uh, so. A lot of zero is what people usually exciting when talking about this book is um, $2.5 billion that we refuse to take uh, from Coca-Cola. $2.5 billion. Yes, yeah, a lot of zeros. That's, yes. that's a lot of zeros. <laughs> oh. And, and so, um, so I want to talk about this because this also takes a lot of courage to say no because that is a lot of money, and and when you guys got this offer and you're sitting around with your father and, and your sister and everybody else at the company, uh, what were some of the ideas, some of the thoughts? I mean, did you guys say no immediately, or did you guys have to think about it? Talk about this. Um, I, 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 I share a lot of, like, uh, deep information and insight uh, in the book. But in mm -hmm. um, 
within a short time, I will say uh, it has been nine months discussion. And um, once um, we come to the conclusion or the condition, we find that it's not the mission that we want for the company and um, what we think and uh, the vision that we think THP will be will not be fulfilled if we take this offer. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and and this is when somebody has to be committed to their brand and their mission, right? Because you weren't concerned about the money. You were concerned about fulfilling your mission as you guys see it for THP. And that to you is more uh, so important will, than the money. Yeah, so I will say that it's, uh, it's a challenge sometimes for you to right. say no. Yes, but um, since we already commit for that, we need to say no anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, that that is extraordinary. The book again is competing with giants. Available on Amazon and uh, Fong Yu uh, Uen. Tran is the author, and this is an extraordinary story. I want everybody to check out the book, Competing with Giants. And it is, uh, as you guys can tell, it's, it's not just a story about a, a beverage company. Uh, it's also a story uh, about uh, uh, Fong's father. Uh, and, and, and then, as she mentioned, she goes into details about uh, the uh, the $2.5 billion offer and stuff like that. So it's a very interesting read. Um, Fong, I want to uh, thank you so much for stopping by and, and spending some time with us. I want to congratulate, congratulate you on your book, and I look forward to having you back on the show. Thank you so much. And uh, one more thing is, is all sure. your share about how that you can work effectively with the person that you love. For example, like how to work with your father, your sister, and as the generation, um, next generation, how you can contribute and have a voice in the growth of the company. So that's also the big part of uh, family business that um, I would like to would like to share so that people can learn and uh, understand and have more experience or sharing on that for themselves. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So grateful that you brought that up because, you know, uh, what's interesting is, is you look at some of the big companies like Coca-Cola. That was at one point a family-owned business 100 years ago. Uh, you look at all the big companies, uh, uh, and, and these are, uh, and they all started as a family-owned business uh, with very few exceptions. Uh, you know, HP Hewlett-Packard was a family-owned business. Um, yeah. Disney, family-owned business, and some of the major companies there in, Viet in Vietnam were also uh, family-owned business. And so I'm glad you brought up the, the family or relationship of, uh, of working together. This is, this is something that's important because in America, a lot of our businesses are started by families, and sometimes there's some fighting and squabbling and, and, and people get their feelings hurt. And it's sometimes... It can be very rewarding working with your family, and it can also be very frustrating, right? Exactly. 
Absolutely. And well, Fong, thank you. Between love and re- uh, how to balance between relationship, love, and performance. I love that. Relationship, love, and performance. Right there is a new book. All right. Fong, thank you so much uh, for stopping by. We'll have you back again. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Good stuff there from Fong Uwin Tron, best-selling author of Competing with Giants. And, and uh, it is, uh, like I said, I'm going to put it here in the show notes. You guys can pick it up. I love Fong's story. Uh, I love her dad's story, right? I mean, you know, you just want to get to know the family that much more. And the fact that, you know, you have this culture, as Fong was telling us, that uh, women are uh, sometimes uh, in a subservient role and, you know, the, the, the man is king and things of that nature. And here is a gentleman, her dad, who has broken these norms these cultural norms and allowed uh, his daughters to succeed and he has mentored them uh, and he's helped them uh, because they were willing to put in the hard work. And so uh, I want to say congratulations, not only to Fong, but her father for doing such a great job. And uh, please let's share this episode with everybody we know. Let's help as many people to discover the story and to learn how to compete with giants because we all have our giants in our own industry, don't we? As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.